Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis Podcast Show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Ronnie Landis is an integrative nutritionist, transformation coach, and human behavioral specialist. He brings on some of the world's leading thought leaders to deliver to you the most cutting-edge information and unique perspectives so you can create the life of your dreams. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis Show, and I am your host, Ronnie Landis. Before we dive headfirst in today's groundbreaking and perspective-altering episode, I want to share a 60-second audio with you explaining my digital holistic nutrition certification program, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is a brand new recording, and I'm really excited to share it with you, so indulge me for 60 seconds and enjoy. Welcome to Holistic Health Mastery, the master's class of natural nutrition. This unique online certification program offers unparalleled wisdom on health, living foods, detoxification, longevity, and personal empowerment. Access a curriculum designed to offer far beyond the traditional teachings of nutrition, merging ancient wisdom with cutting-edge science, all delivered through an easy-to-use platform. Study each lesson at the comfort of your own home, on any device. Access over 70 video lessons and start from anywhere in the program. You are in control of the pace, where even a daily 20-30 to 30 minute investment is enough to complete the course within six months. Once you're ready, take the quiz and you're on your way to be certified as a holistic health master. In addition, you'll have access to extra features, such as monthly student support calls and an online community of students and masterminds actively discussing and sharing insights to support your education. It's time to invest in yourself and in future generations to come. Join the new leaders of natural nutrition and become a significant part of building a new paradigm in health and consciousness. So there you have it. That is the Holistic Health Mastery Program, and I'm so excited to continue to share this amazing opportunity with people all over the world. We have over 200 plus students from all over the world, and it's constantly growing. The feedback that I get on this is just really amazing, beyond my original expectations. So if you want to find out more information about this, you want to get in more details, you want to review the curriculum, or you're just ready to enroll right now, go to holistichealthmastery.com. And if you enter in the coupon code R-O-N-L-E-E, that's Ron Lee, you're going to get 10% off your enrollment fee, which can be pretty significant depending on which plan you choose for yourself. Again, that link is holistichealthmastery.com. Use the coupon code Ron Lee. And now on with today's show with special guest Drew Cannoli. For those of you who do not know who Drew Cannoli is, he is at this point one of the most popular health voices on the internet. He has over a million followers. He has one of the most popular and well uh, watched YouTube channels of every health personality on the internet and just an amazing individual, amazing voice for health liberation, for freedom of consciousness, 
for proactive solutions when it comes to making yourself the best version of yourself each and every day through changing what you put into your mouth. And in that sense, him and me are 100% aligned in our message, in our mission, and our purpose for driving this message to every single person possible on this planet. One of the great things, as I was just listening to some of the excerpts out of our incredible conversation together, was that he said that there is no greater cosmic law than to change the blood pH of somebody's blood chemistry to go from an acidic state to a more alkaline state. And basically, I mean, that's an incredible perspective to have because your blood is like the waters of your body and you're mostly made of water, ideally, unless you're in a completely dehydrated state, which in, which in case you need to be drinking more high-grade water and more um, juices and alkaline nutrition and things of this sort, which is one of the messages that he drives in so much, the power of grain vegetable juicing and getting those grain alkaline nutrients into your body each and every day in order to flush out the acidic waste products from the blood chemistry so you can think better. And when you think better, you will end up doing better. A great phrase to take on, when you think better, you will do better. And he just really delivers incredible content that's based on inspiration, empowerment, and practical education, practical tools that you can immediately implement into your day-to-day life and gives you the inspiration and the reasons why it would be so powerful for you to, in this case, drink a green vegetable juice every day. He has incredible product line, which we discussed, which I have to say are some of the best green powders that I've ever experienced. Definitely the best tasting on the market. We'll discuss a little bit more about that in the interview, but you know, like I, like with all the guests that I bring on, there's so much that I, I tend to want to say about them in these introductories, but the purpose of this is essentially to give you just a little bit of a umph, a little bit of a motivational roadmap on what to expect when you dive into this conversation and what a conversation that we had. We really dove into not just the health perspective, But because Drew has been so incredibly successful with his businesses on the internet and the personal work he does, he's out here in San Diego, California, where I'm currently residing at the time, I really dove into into the conversation about certain concepts of success. What what has been the, the linchpin of his personal success and some of the rituals that he goes through in his day to really stay in an attitude of gratitude, to stay in a peak state of focus and purpose and intention, and also a little bit about accelerated learning in terms of reading a book a week in order to really know the intricacies of the craft and the subject matter of anything that you're really focusing on and many other concepts related to that that I think are going to be really inspiring and really um, helpful for each person that listens to this interview. So with that said, I want to introduce to all of you Mr. Drew Cannoli. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Fueled by small-town values and a big vision for a better planet, Drew Canoli begins each day with one simple goal in mind, to positively impact the lives of others. Through his work as a personal coach in endeavors such as EnrichYourExistence.com and FitLife.tv, Drew aims to inspire and motivate others to search deep within themselves to create an abundant, healthy, and fulfilling life. Welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. The best way to get started, I think, is just how I usually get started with all the guests is that each person has an impetus for why they started their health journey or whatever their career path is. So I'm curious, what what started you on your health journey? Uh, five and a half years ago, I was out of shape, lethargic, tired. I was presented by one of my friends, Mark. He gave me my first green juice ever, and that one green juice absolutely changed my life. I had it. I had so much energy, more energy than I've ever had from like drinking a coffee or anything else that I was drinking at the time. And I wondered if I did a juice every single day, what would happen? And it started to change my taste buds to trim my waist. I lost about 40 pounds in 90 days. I documented it, put it on YouTube, put it on Facebook. And over that period of time, we've grown a substantial social media following of about 3 million people. That's absolutely incredible. Um, before before you had that green juice, I mean, give me a little bit of the backstory if you can. Did you have any health concerns before that? I was just average, you know. I was um, I was working out a lot, hour and a half in the gym every single day, and I just wasn't seeing results. Mm-hmm. I had these stalled results. My body wasn't absorbing protein correctly. I couldn't put on muscle, and I was just storing body fat. I had low testosterone, all these things that could be fixed with nutrition, but I just didn't know how. And as soon as I started juicing, not only did I want more of the micronutrients, enzymes, aminos, the bioconstituents that we find in juice, but I wanted more juice out of my life. I wanted to start reading more books. Since then, I've been reading a book or two every single week and um, just really, really getting into the knowledge of a better life and becoming a brighter version of myself a more juiced up version of myself, so to speak. So it uh, absolutely changed everything for me. I love that phrase. Um, Oftentimes I find myself in lectures telling people that if you want more juice in your life, you have to drink the juice. And so I think that's a really cool thing. And that's pretty amazing, actually. You know, when I think about my own journey, um, I think that it really started with a green vegetable juice for me too. And actually, as I talk to more people in the raw food world, in the health world, there's a consistent theme that when somebody drank their first green juice, that was kind of like the, the, the thing that tipped the scales for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, so, and so you find that with people, I assume, and one of the great messages that you have is actually encouraging people to drink more juice. Do you find that with people like people, say, for example, they, don't, they didn't necessarily... Um, they they might have thought that they were doing a healthy lifestyle or wherever they were coming from, but when they started to implement green vegetable juicing into your life, do you find for most people that tends to be the thing to tip the scales? Well, we've we created a program called the Alpha Reset, and it's a five-day cleanse that we put at the beginning of our marketing online, and we've had over 1.5 million people download this. Wow. And the results are stunning. You know, so people lose anywhere from five to sometimes 25, 30 pounds in the first week. And once they do that, they just really start feeling better about everything. 
So it's uh, it's pretty crazy what can happen when you really utilize the power of green juicing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you already mentioned like you have you've had an incredible success with reaching out to millions of people in the world. I'm I'm really curious. What do you feel is the number one reason for the great success that you've had so far in your career? Uh, the number one reason, I think, is uh, consistency with content. So mm-hmm. always putting good content out there and uh, making sure that we're just constantly in a state of giving. I think that's the big thing, giving as much as possible. Mm. Can you elaborate on that concept? Because we hear about that all the time, right? Like, um, living is giving and we hear about these catchphrases, but I'm just curious from, from your experience, like what does that look like for you in terms of your philosophy on giving? Yeah. Well, when we first started fit life TV, our community, we, um, wanted to help as many people as possible. So we just started putting out as much content as we could create two videos every single week for the past five and a half years. And, and every one of those videos in particular, the Saturday strategy, we give away a juicer. So giving something tangible to somebody that couldn't afford it before, not only physically like the juicer, but also the education. So we're a community built on education, empowerment, and inspiration. And once somebody comes into our community, that's when we use empowerment and education to actually elevate them. So elevation is the final level of our organization where they actually become a certified fit life coach and they're able to implement the tools, the resources, and everything that they need, in particular their health coaching business or their lifestyle business to take somebody that hasn't transformed and run them through a 90-day program to really open up their mind and get their life back. Mm, that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm wondering also, uh, you know, what, what, hmm, what motivated you to actually structure your company this way in terms of um, creating like a tier, creating, creating a, a structure that would actually help not only empower other people with education, but to create future leaders. Well, I th- my goal is to simply raise the consciousness of humanity. And uh-huh. to, do, to do that, we need to adjust somebody's health. There's no greater cosmic spiritual law than transferring somebody's blood to an uh, acidic state into an alkaline state mm. and um, putting their body in alignment. You know, so when we do that, we can indirectly affect and shape the the future of our human race. And to me, it's it's playing a bigger game every single day. Mm, I, I like that answer very much. Right on. Um, okay, so as we move forward with this, I'm curious, what do your morning rituals look like? Because you're very you're very focused on mindset. Like you have your Monday theme for your YouTube channel, which is Monday or Mindset Mondays, I believe. And um, so, you know, what does that look like for Drew? Like, how do you start your morning? How do you stabilize a positive mental outlook? Um, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's um, simple. Wake up, get grateful. You know, I have a love list I have that I write down everything that I love throughout the day. I do some breathing exercises. I do some vestibular drill exercises to sync my left and right hemisphere of my brain. I do some inner ear work as well. I think that's often neglected. So to regain balance in the body, um, I check in to see if I have any pain in my body as well. Mm. Um, and then how that relates to my brain on a neurological level. It's fascinating. So I do all those minor tweaks and adjustments for the first five to 10 minutes, stretching, obviously, uh, shaking it off. Like as soon as I wake up, I like to shake 
and get my chi moving. It's like a qigong thing I learned from one of my uh, teachers, masters. And um, then I'm off to the gym. I do a fasted workout usually in the morning. And then I come back and I have a very powerful breakfast of green juice and I'll have some protein of some source after the workout. And while I eat, I'm literally, um, after I eat, I'm going over scripture, I'm reading spiritual work, I'm setting my mind straight, I'm looking at quotes, and then I have a team conference call at 9 o'clock where we meet with our team and we talk about two things we did yesterday, two things we're going to do today as a team, and then throughout the day I try to reach out or I, I don't try, I do. I reach out to as many team members as possible that day and really dive deep with them and see how we can move them along the path of elevation. Because if we're going to elevate humanity, we need to make sure the core team is doing that. We have about 65 people on our team now at Life TV. Oh, wow. Okay, that was actually going to be my next question. Um, wow, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, I'm starting to go into the area of, of realizing how important teamwork is you know if you want to make the dream work you need to have teamwork right um yeah so that's been a huge thing for me too you know just to um i'm nowhere near that but i feel like one of my challenges has always been um and maybe you can relate to in some way of of kind of being like a lone wolf you know as an athlete i always prided myself on being able to kind of lift up the team but it's different as an entrepreneur i'm realizing is that if i really want to scale and i really want to have the impact that i'm capable of i have to be able to trust in other people and also delegate to other people so not only is hearing that very inspiring for me but it's also i'm just curious like from where you started in your journey obviously you had the vision but then you had to outsource to other people that had certain qualities that you know that may have been their genius and not so much yours i'm just curious how did how did you get started um building a team well i think it's uh recognizing your strengths you know and and seeing what you're good in the world at and then figuring out what changes other people's lives mm. and then figuring out um how to obviously turn that into a revenue stream or your your passion, right? Your passion, what you're good at, and then you in the middle of that lies your purpose. So my purpose literally is to create media that transforms people's minds, hearts, and souls and do that in the way of video. So I knew that if I did that, then people would be experience transformation. So I just started making videos with an HD flip cam in the beginning, and then every single day, I uh, created a course, $97 e-course online. I sold for the first two years of my business, sold millions of dollars with this $97 digital product. And then I was like, how do I start building out a team? Well, one of the first things I did is I took the Colby test and I figured out uh, what Colby score I needed to synergistically match mine. And that is, are you a quick start? Are you an implementer? Are you a follow through? Are you a fact finder? And it's very important to understand how people process information and how they get shit done, right? Mm. So I did that and my first hire was Mae Desmond. And she's a hybrid of a visionary and an integrator, which is an important role at the start of the company because you want somebody that can take the visionary's ideas, but also know how to transfer them to integrators like into her. So once we had her in place, we developed the team from there. And just sure enough, uh, it kind of went on and on and on. But every time, um, it was with the question of how can I outsource myself today? Like that's the big question we have to ask as entrepreneurs. How can I outsource myself in this single moment? Am, am I making my per hour per do, or per hour wage that I want to create? And whatever that is for you, it's different for everybody. 
but you have to set that in your mind even when you don't make it and make decisions based around that. Not erratic decisions, not decisions that are going to make you go bankrupt like, I want to make $10,000 an hour, and if I don't, then I'm going to outsource it to somebody else. You know, like (laughs) If you don't have that money coming in, you can't make that statement. So wherever you are today, figure out what that per hour, per dollar thing is and get rid of the tasks that don't set your heart on fire and don't drive revenue because the heart is the big thing. I could do stuff that I hate. Like I could be a, a really, really badass hedge fund guy. I could sell anything to anybody online, like insurance, all this other stuff and make a shit ton of money. But dude, I'm not passionate about that. So why would I, why would I ever live my life doing something that I'm not passionate about and doing something that I didn't love and doing something that didn't impact people? It just sounds absolutely asinine and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you could live the life of your dreams, do what you love and make ridiculous amounts of money doing it, probably more than most hedge fund brokers and all this other stuff, then why not do that? It's because most people are asleep and they haven't woken up to the fact that they actually have this dream that can be idealized if they just put the proper vision in their mind and started living from that place. Mm. You know, there people listening to this, there are a lot of um, entrepreneurs of varying ages and stages in their life. And um, and I think this this uh, perspective is relevant to anybody in any any place in their life or whatever, you know, their career might be. Um so one of the, you know, in response to that, I just have a follow-up question is that in the beginning stages when you were building this, um, obviously there were, there were tasks that you had to do that maybe you didn't have someone else to do, right? Um, so there's kind of a, there's kind of like, um, what I'm trying to say is that it feels at times that there's, you're almost walking, um, I guess I could say almost like a tightrope of some sort where there's things that you know that are not your genius or not your passion, but unless you do them, they're not going to get done kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's um, in the very beginning of any business, and whoever you are listening to this, you may be there now, you have to do everything, right? Because you don't have, you don't have money coming in, and that's fine. That's completely fine. But your passion has to override that every single day. Like you have to be so thrilled with the possible outcome of changing the world and your core's purpose. See, Pat, actually, you have to, your purpose has to be in a line. Passion can come and go. Mm. Uh, passion for me is something that I do before a video. Like, am I really passionate about the Saturday strategy that I have to shoot? How do I visualize? How do I put myself in the place of the viewer, that one person, and talk to them like this is the greatest information that I've ever um, learned in my life? And that's hard, dude. You can watch some of my Saturday strategies and you can just tell, like, Drew was not into this. Mm. But coming out of that and knowing how to do it is very, very powerful on video in particular. But as far as growing a business, like in the beginning, I had to do everything. I wore nine different hats. I worked 14 to 18 hour days. The only thing I didn't do when I was working was sleeping, right? (laughs) And that's fine. Like I did that for five years and now I'm at a place where I can do what I want when I want to do it and then also impact millions of people in the process and it, it just feels good. So, but you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I I just really appreciate that perspective. Um, so, okay, so you know, you mentioned one thing, and I want to, and we're going to jump into some some um, other territory here. But I just want to ride this out for one more 
one more little jewel, one more nugget that you can provide us. You you made an important distinction between purpose and passion, and I think sometimes I don't I didn't really realize it until you mentioned it, but I think sometimes we can get confused between the two. We can often think that oh, if I'm not passionate all the time about something, then it must not be my purpose. And I found in my life that that's definitely not true. Just because I'm tired or maybe I'm not into it, like you said with one of your Saturday sessions, that doesn't mean that it's not my purpose. It just means for whatever reason, I may not be totally passionate in this moment, but that can be worked out. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what was your question? So it's so I guess you know I just kind of setting it up for the question that is what what is that distinction between those two? You know, how can we further clarify that for people that might not totally know the difference? Yeah, so for me, it's it's simple. We've created this identity process. It's the why mm. and your identity merged together. So a why that makes you cry, and that's your purpose. Like you can live from that place every single day. Mm. Passion is like the muscle that we can use to uh, build the purpose, to build the purpose body, right? Purpose is your body, passion's just ancillary muscles. Like, in order to get the job done and do the work, you have to have an overriding purpose. And unless you identify it on a very deep level, then passion will just only get you so far. And um, I've, I've seen a lot of people chase shiny objects based on passion alone, mm-hmm. but I've never seen somebody chase shiny objects if they truly know what their core's desire is. Mm-hmm. Because if you truly know what your core's des- your core desire is and your true purpose, then the the most important word you will ever use in any business will be the word no. Mm-hmm. If you're passionate, if you're passionate, your favorite word is yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, oh, that's a great opportunity. Yes, I'll go on this show. I'll go on this podcast. I'll, I'll write this book. And you'll say yes to everything because of passion. Right. But what that does is it says no to everything else that could be in alignment with your purpose. So when you start coming into alignment with your purpose, you say no a lot more. But it also frees you up to make bigger impact on this planet. So really honing in on your purpose is one of the most important things you can do. Mm, thank you for that. That's why I knew I knew some kind of jewel was going to come out of that question. I really appreciate that one. Um, so, you know, I, I want to just ask this question now. We mentioned um, Mindset Mondays. So if, from what I understand that every single day – or maybe most days in the week, you have a specific theme for your YouTube channel. Is that correct? Um, Saturdays and Mondays. I was doing Q&As as well, like a okay. Q&A Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, at least two, three days a week for sure. Okay, I see. So I guess I was under the impression that you had some crazy schedule. Like you had like five or six days where you had a video pretty much each one of those days. Uh, yeah. Yep, Saturday strategy is more or less like a juicing hack or a nutrition tip. Okay. We talk about like autoimmune disorders, gut health, all this other stuff. Mindset Monday is all mindset. And one thing I want to do, which I was doing a little bit, is more vlog style videos where it's less on the quality and more on um, more on just connecting with the audience. You know, like an iPhone video. Instead of shooting it with a 5D Mark III or a really nice camera, it's just the iPhone video. It's getting personal. It's answering their questions. And um, even some of them, you know, like today I was going through my YouTube comments and I have one of them pulled up here that I want to address. But somebody wrote, Abercrombie wearing douche. Can you tell us what (laughs) douche you prefer for personal use? 
And I think that's that's a great title of a video. Um, I'm gonna address you know what juicer. I may even have to like try to find an Abercrombie shirt. I don't think I have any anymore, but this would just be great. And um, so pulling content from the audience and listening is one of the biggest things we have to do as as influencers. Mm, I, I I love that. Wait, so I'm just curious. Wait, did that did that individual call you that, or was that their screen name? No, that was um, that they called me that. So I get haters. <laughs> These are just trolls, right? We all yes. get trolls. Okay. I got another one here. I'll read to you. Please. I got a few pulled up. This woman wrote, "Did he?" I'm echoing a little bit. Are you getting an echo on your end? No, we're good. All right. She said, did he he just have sex with me? I feel like we had sex. Now, don't you just feel like you just had sex with this guy? Sup, I hope you don't disrespect me in the morning. (laughs) LOL. Like, people just write, like, funny comments. But you can actually use a lot of that. Like, a good title for that one would be, like, uh, this YouTuber I had sex with, you know, or something like that, and then give a juice recipe for sex or like increasing libido, right? Because mm. it just grabs them. So listening to your audience and driving content from that's one of the best things to do. Drew, that is so fascinating. I really like that perspective. So the 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 typical reaction or response, I guess, reaction to something like that would be someone taking offense, right? Creating a meaning out of that, right? But it sounds like for me, what you're doing or the meaning of sorts that you create is like, oh, thanks for the comment. Thanks for the feedback. I'm going to repackage that into something that serves my purpose. Yeah, exactly. And then more people will leave comments. What I want to turn it into is like a battle for who can leave the funniest comment because I can turn that Ah, into anything, you know? Interesting. Which would be great. You know, one thing I noticed about you that I think sets you apart from a lot of other um, other health broadcasters of sorts or educators on the on the internet is that um, you're very genuine. You're very not to, not to say that anyone else isn't genuine, but it, you know, just like what you're bringing up about doing like vlogs. I remember about two weeks ago, I think I saw one of your live Facebook feeds. And I listened to the whole 45 minutes, and I don't normally do that with other people's content, but I listened to yours, and you were just sitting there and just talking and answering people's questions that were on the live call. And something about it just really touched me, and I just wanted to let you know that, that I think that the work you're doing, not only the videos you're doing are incredible, but there's a there's a sincerity that's coming through with you that is really inspiring to me. And I think that's what's really um, highly relatable for everyone out there. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, just it's it's me, you know. It's like I don't separate myself from my audience. I'm just one of them. It's like we're all in this together. We're all on the same path. We're all on the same journey to health. And whatever I learn, like I'm, I get excited about it and I want to teach the audience that. It's, mm-hmm. There's no separation. And that's why Snapchat has been so great for for us is because now I can send video responses to the people. So they, they send me a question and I just send them a quick 15-second video response answering them. And it's the best thing ever. It's like a direct connect. So social media actually allows us to uh, engage with our audience more like and never before. And uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I want to take I want to take this time to redirect our our conversation and start talking about intermittent fasting because I know that's something that you're really into. It's something that I'm very very big into and I just want to get your perspectives on it. So, 
Um, you know, I'd love to just know what are some of the benefits that you've experienced with intermittent fasting? And then also in the same question, what are the different ways of structuring an intermittent fast that you've experimented with? Yeah, intermittent fasting for me is something I haven't played around with a lot. I, I've done juice cleansing, so three to five day juice cleanses in the past, which are great. The Alpha Reset is one of those. Um, intermittent fasting, I'll do, I, I was doing like one or two days a week. I just did one yesterday, 18 to 20 hours uh, where you don't eat after dinner and then I eat the next day around two or three. Um, I like it. I think it's a great way to get in shape, but I think for women, it's a moving target. So if you're a woman, mm. I would be more cautious about your hormones and the different things that are happening inside your body. Uh, it's a man, it's pretty simple. You know, we're not as complex as the female uh, species. So um, I think it's definitely a win, you know, having some juice in the morning with some coconut oil and then not eating again to two or three or something like that. Maybe some coffee like Dave Asprey does with a little bit of uh, MTC oil or whatever it is that he puts in there. I've done that before. I think it's great. And you can see some massive gains from it. Um, sleep is good. Skin is good. All those other things. But one of the biggest benefits I've noticed is the actual mental clarity that you get. Absolutely. I, I remember hearing you, you were on Abel James's show a while back, and I remember you hearing you talk about one day you did a complete water fast, and that was one of the best days for writing that you ever had. Like you said, like yeah. you wrote an entire ebook or something. Yeah. I mean, anytime I'm writing substantial amounts of information and content development, like fasting is the best way to do it. Mm, that's interesting. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm curious. Well, actually, let me share this with you about your Organifi product because you sent me over a bunch of those products, which I'm super grateful for. And I had never tried um, the Organifi brand products, and especially the green powder. I have to tell you, um, I've been in the health food and superfood industry for almost a decade, and I thought that I've tried all the best of the best stuff out there. And the Organifi green powder is. It's, I think it's the best green powder I've ever come across. Not just the best tasting, but I do intermittent fasting, um, you know, like, let's say, like, anywhere from 10 to 16 hours a day of just fasting on liquids. And that, that powder, I have to say, just mixing that up in water like a green juice, that does something to me where not only does it, it like, kind of electrify my, my blood or my energy, but it, uh, it stabilizes my blood sugar and gives me a mental clarity that it's it's different. It's subtle. It's 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 a new kind of energy that I'm experiencing, and I just want to let you and everyone else know that that is uh, that's becoming my favorite green powder. Thanks, brother. We appreciate that. Yeah, we um, put a lot of heart and soul into that over the past three years to have that created. So I appreciate your kind words in, in regards to that. Yeah, um, maybe we can jump into that subject for a moment here. You know, what was your thought process in formulating that product? Well, like into um, any avid juicer, you know, I was taking veggies and um, a juicer on the plane with me and going through TSA with a juicer and, and mm. veggies doesn't really work out too well. You know, the TSA has a field day with that. So I got to thinking, I'm like, how can I actually make the world's greatest tasting superfood and have it portable so that I could take it on the plane in my travels and also have nutritional insurance of some of the adaptogenic herbs that you really can't get from a juice like ashwagandha, which has been shown to lower stress. It's been shown to uh, cause BDNF, which is brain-derived nootropic factor, mm -hmm. the formation of new brain cells, 
Um, lots of really positive information with um, libido, increasing testosterone in men over an eight-week period, and putting lean muscle gains on men too with our ashwagandha farm. So there's been a lot of um, really, really, really cool uh, research that's been done on ashwagandha in particular. Turmeric's in it, uh, green tea, matcha green tea in particular, help has L-theanine, which is a cognitive enhancer as well. There's um, coconut juice in it too, which helps with the assimilation of nutrients in your body on a metabolic level. So we've sweetened it with Lohan. Stevia has a lot of um, research in regards to disrupting micro gut biome. So we wanted to use a different sweetener that was a little bit easier on your stomach. It actually had medicinal benefits. So we chose that. And then we have beet juice, spirulina, chlorella, some of the sea veggies. But all in all, there's 11 powerful, amazing superfoods that are at high dose. I find like a lot of green powders have like 85 things in it. They threw the whole kitchen sink, but it's only one or two particles <laughs> mm-hmm. per thousand per unit. So you're not really getting anything to make it significant. So we wanted to make sure that we actually had the clinical dose on uh, some of the stuff that's actually in there to get the benefits that you desire. And we just happen to make the best tasting green juice on the planet. And <laughs> people are raving about it get emails every day, videos of people reviewing it on YouTube. And um, it's been great. And, and seeing the results that people are getting is really cool. Kids are drinking it. I love my Snapchats when I see families with green mustaches and they're just all sitting around a canister of Organifi. It's just, it just brings so much joy to my heart. And mm. it's awesome to dedicate your, your desire and your soul's purpose to something and have it yield those type of results. Mm, that's super cool, and I do agree. It is the best tasting grain powder on the planet, definitely that I've ever <laughs> come across. Brother. I mean, and that's a big. I don't just like. I don't just say things like that. That's that's a. Um, for me, that's a big deal, um, and especially on the the fact of like getting it into mothers and getting it into children, especially. Just that idea to me is super inspiring. A lot of my mission is about the preservation of life and the evolution of the human species, and I do believe that the nutrification of our children um, and their children is going to be absolutely paramount. So who knows, that product could be like paramount for the evolution of our uh, human species. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious. Like a lot of questions are starting to flood into my mind here. I, I have this one, this one question I, I want to pose to you, or just, I just get your perspective on. I imagine over the years that your personal nutrition strategy has shifted and changed um, over time. And I always like to, I always like to kind of dive into people's experience, like how they're, how, how, what, how they started in the nutrition world. A lot of people start by, you know, for me, for example, I got into raw foods and the vegan lifestyle and that shift and take in different directions. And now I'm a high, you know, high raw food, vegetarian, superfoodist, herbalist, all that. But it's, it's had to take a lot of different detours and directions to get to where I'm at. And I'm sure that'll change in time. I'm curious, what is your, what is the evolution of your nutrition strategy look like from when you first got started? Yeah, it's, um, you know, obviously processed food in the very beginning. I grew up in Michigan, so macaroni and cheese, hamburger helper, all the comfort food that our, us Michigan boys used to love. Um, and then it transitioned into more of a vegan lifestyle. So mm. juicing every day, drinking tons of greens, micronutrients. Um, I didn't really know how to do veganism back then, so I lost a ton of weight. I got down to like 150. I was emaciated. I wasn't healthy. My hair started falling out. So then I went down to this clinic in uh, Mexico 
the Sanavive Institute and I got a metabolic test and I looked at my genetic code and my blood type and all these things and I started to really put together what not only my body wanted but my bacteria in my gut and all these things. So then I realized that um, as a type O blood type and a fast metabolizer, I actually do really well on wild-caught fish and grass-fed meat and uh, veggies. So that's primarily what my diet is now. I do do fasting still. I do do uh, you know a day or two out of the month where it's all all plants, and I feel great. You know, I feel more spiritually connected probably than I do when I am eating um, animal sources. So I think the evolution in the future for sure one day will switch to predominantly plants, not only for um, the environment and the planet because I, I believe that. Uh, we're just producing way too much uh, animal carnage out there, and mm. I'm starting to evolve my thoughts on that. So um, eventually, I'll get back into that. Now my um, program works really, really well for me because I am in Southern California, and I know all the local farmers, and I have relationships with them, and which is a pretty cool thing. Um, if I lived anywhere else or that didn't have access to that, my diet would be veganism for sure. I would be eating more kale than I'd know what to do with just because I feel it's important to know uh, where your food is coming from. Mm. That's a that's an interesting perspective to hear. Is that a lot of times um, it can be very easy to go into more of an extreme behavior or more of an all or nothing. Um, but it sounds like you you found a, a really great middle path for you now, and you're also you're also creating the vision for the future, but not necessarily having to make that vision. A necessity right now like for some reason you have an you have an intu- intuitive connection with your body's intelligence and you're just listening to that now and you also realize that moving into the future that could probably shift yeah 100 percent. i i know that as a species and as a man and a human in particular we're all human that things will evolve and things will change and i'm one of the biggest advocates of change so um, that's one thing that I got going for me, and that's what transformation is, is that shift. So, you know, I, I want to ask, <clears throat> what are what are some of the single, uh, how do I want to say this, what are some of the most common themes that you see um, maybe when you're coaching other people or other people are, you know, um, you mentioned in the beginning of this this talk, you mentioned about people losing, you know, a dramatic amount of weight and gaining clarity and gaining essentially their life back in a lot of ways. I'm curious, what are some of the common patterns that you've seen with people that allow them to shift into that transformation? Uh, well, the number one is the big mind. You know, we go from uh, the victim mentality of everything happens to me to the mentality that I am a creator and that I have this divine destiny, this purpose, this soul's mission to really create the life that I want to create. And that's huge. That's a huge distinction. It takes a lot of work. It's 90 days of exercises and um, shifting mindset principles of the past and letting them go and forgiveness and uh, the identity shift that happens in the seven stages of neurological processing um, and, and all this mindset stuff. So Literally, somebody starts, they don't know what they want to do with their life. They're just kind of frustrated. They come to us because they want to lose weight, but they leave with this renewed sense of purpose and really wanting to help other people find their their purpose and their soul's desire as well. That's one of the biggest things about our program, our 90-day coaching. Mm, uh, uh, second, mm-hmm, yeah, second to, second to that, they most people understand how their body is the ultimate healing machine. 
right? The story that I tell is my buddy Carl was at the gas station pumping gas into his BMW, and Carl was about 80 pounds overweight, and he was drinking a big Slurpee from the, the gas station with Coke in it. And I asked him, I said, why do you drive that? that car it's a bmw right he said well because it's the ultimate driving machine uh bmw's slogan it was he was so indoctrinated in the in the process and what carl failed to realize like many of you listening to this is that you're literally uh walking around on this planet in the ultimate living machine but you're putting shitty fuel in it not only shitty fuel in the way of what you eat but your thoughts so one of the biggest distinction is changing your uh, diet but also changing your thinking on a conscious level so that your subconscious mind can start to reorganize itself and shift out of those old paradigms of of thought that haven't served you up until this point. So now you're a conscious creator and you're making decisions in every second of the day. Um, and you're going to fall back. You know, we're human. Like we make reaction-based decisions. But primarily most of the decisions that you make and the way of being will shift into intention. And intention is a very powerful thing, especially when it comes to transformation. Yeah, I, I find that um, a lot of us at times have an intention deficit disorder. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so it's kind of, and I find myself, you know, I got to be honest, I find myself at times the busier I get doing quote unquote busy work. And sometimes it can be hard to discern between what is actually important and what is just busy work. And so that's when I notice when I get into an intention deficit disorder, meaning that. I'm not focused on my intention before the action. And I find if I jump too much into action behavior and just do, 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 um, then I can really I can really create a stranglehold on my mind. And I notice that the propensity towards stress and anxiety, um, it, just, it just goes in a place that doesn't feel good. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, with that, do you, do you, you know, I, I know that you're big into meditation as I am and mindfulness. Do you advise people um, any kind of techniques or strategies for maybe taking a step back from the busy go-to-go and applying some kind of mindful strategy? Well, I think, um, you know, Buddha, his whole purpose here was to show people that you can be mindful in every moment. So everything that you do, you know, embracing it with intention and breathing into it and living in intention instead of reacting to everything. So no matter what you're doing, um, ask yourself the question, am I being the highest version of who I am in this moment? And don't compete with anybody else. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses or having the most fancy car because your neighbor has it or the biggest house, whatever. It's literally about becoming the best version of who you are. And I think that's meditation. I believe that if you're constantly mastering your craft and you're honing in on your skills and your skills are meant to serve a larger purpose than yourself, um, then you are in a meditative state. You are now a Jedi. You are now a monk. You are now a light worker, whatever you want to call it. And um, you'll start to attract experiences that will show the fruits of your label and labor and more of that meditative state. So me, me juicing, making videos, uh, talking to somebody about building them up and, and helping them transform their life. Like to me, that's meditation. Mm. Now, I do take three to five minutes a day in the very beginning of the day and I'll do a Zazen uh, breathing drill where I breathe out, you know, the box breathing. And I'll do a really sharp gaze on one object. And as I breathe out, I'll open up my peripheral vision to sink my left and right hemisphere of my brain and get grounded in the moment as a, 
a visionary, as an entrepreneur, as a double Aquarius Aries moon, I tend to leave my body a lot and live in the mind. I'm in the cosmos constantly. I'm astral traveling. I'm doing all these things, which is awesome. But I'm a fucking human and I have to come back into my human state and ground into the earth to really feel what it feels like to have this material existence and connect with people. Because there's so many times where it's just I get disconnected because I'm in my mind and liken to probably a lot of people listening to this. If you're an entrepreneur or you're a juicer or you're on the road of these, you know, different tinctures and herbals and all this other stuff, you're expanding your consciousness. You're living in heaven realms, but you have to come back down to the present moment and turn that present moment into the heaven realm that truly exists right before you in the here and now. And that is true meditation. Mm, you know what? Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that last part about being in the astral realms and needing to ground and anchor back into the physical realm. Um, I've been here in Kauai, Hawaii, um, the last year, and one of the themes that pops up is is exactly that: is that you have kind of this bifurcation of people where you have very grounded people that have probably been on the island a lot longer than many others, and then you have the the transitionary kind of um, people that kind of that are floating, you know, and we all know that we all know those people that are kind of floating around. We may have been those people at different times where we are floating in the clouds, but we're not anchored on the ground. And, um, you know, I'm just curious, um, what is there any things that you've come across um any strategies or perspectives to help people that may genuinely want to create physical manifestations and they're living in those kind of heavenly realms, but they're not quite sure how to bring it into physical reality? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know how spiritually aware um, your audience is or where they are on their journey. You know, everybody's different. But um, obviously there is there is magic in this world. I believe that there is. Absolutely. There's low magic, there's high magic, there's black magic, there's gray magic, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Low magic is the materialism of things. It's the materialism of money. It's the materialism of um, abundance. All of that's low magic, right? So um, to operate in a really, really empowered state and know like you know like you know, acting as if, all these other things, like that's low magic, uh, using your conscious mind to bend your will to think the thoughts that you want to see manifested in your reality, um, that's something powerful that you can do, right? So uh, eliminating all of the, I would say, holes in your luminous body, things that have happened from the past. Mm. If you're holding on to any garbage uh, from the past, like you weren't able to forgive your father for what he did to you or your mom did this and you're still holding on to that and you still uh, lash out as a five-year-old child every once in a while because that's the only way you know how to be emotionally independent from that. These things happen, right? The more in tune, in touch, the more aware we become of ourselves in this human form, the more we can start bridging the gap between where we are and what we really want. And the faster you increase your vibration, like Abraham talks about, the faster you pull to you, not really push, but you pull to you those experiences in which you desire. Think and Grow Rich talks about it. Wallace Waddles talks about it in uh, The Science of Getting Rich. James Allen talks about it all the time in all his books, Mind of Mastery. Uh, Stuart Wilde talks about this, great author. Um, the Florence Shin, The Game of Life, How to yeah. Win. Mm -hmm. All of these books have been written. Catherine mm -hmm. Ponder, The Millionaires in Genesis, all of this stuff. And they're all saying the same freaking thing. You know, if you look mm -hmm. back at her Metis principles uh, over 
50 centuries ago, you know, or longer, if you look at the ancient Egyptians, they were using all of this technology, all of this mind mental transference of creating material things from the thoughts that we have. But so many people do have that IDD, that intention deficit disorder, and they're not living from that place. So if you can be that person that you want to be that has already attracted the amount of wealth that you really want and live and feel that way in every moment, then you'll literally start to create the life of your dreams. I had a mentor tell me once, he used to run Dollar Rent-A-Car, and he said, Drew, there's no difference in getting a coffee at Starbucks and hanging around with the Starbucks people or going to the Ritz-Carlton, which is four blocks away, and having uh, coffee with people from Ritz-Carlton. It's just choosing your vibration. Who do you want to be around? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be around with the – and it's not – being judgmental. It's not discriminating. It's making an intention and being where you're called to be. So if your uh, destination is abundance, then why wouldn't you choose to be around abundance as much as possible? Join a yacht club, you know, learn how to fly like a pilot because uh, that might be a good thing to do or go to the Ritz Carlton and have a coffee. It's the same price. Starbucks and Ritz, they have the same price coffee, but the experience is different. So choosing the experience of intention is going to change your life radically. Yeah, well, I just you, you, when you when you posed the rhetorical question, uh, an answer came to my mind. Um, the reason someone wouldn't want to go and be around abundance, even though they say they want abundance, is because they're secretly afraid of it. You know, yeah. I, I I can I can elaborate on that for a moment because that's something that comes up in me or has come up in me in the past in terms of like saying like knowing what I really want in my life, but being having a hesitancy to be around the people that I believe have that or further along than me because I'm afraid of what they'll think about me kind of thing. For sure, dude. Um, so I think that's something that actually, you know, affects a lot of people. And, um, you know, I think what you just shared is some brilliant wisdom in terms of how we can clear, like I call it energetic hygiene, right? Like we have a, we kind of have a social responsibility to brush our teeth and to take showers and to be clean, but we don't often talk about the, the unannounced social contract that we have or should have where we have to clean our field before we go out and talk to other people. Otherwise, we're just going to be bringing our unresolved issues to the social climate. And, um, yeah, I don't think that's going to benefit us in any way. 1,000%. I like the energetic hygiene. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, so, uh, wow. Um, I, I, you know, with the time we have left, I just want to, I just want to give you the open floor. I mean, there's, there's a number of things that come up for me, but, I just want to, you know, let you share anything that you would like to share based on our conversation with the audience um, and obviously where they can find all your incredible information and services. Yeah, totally. So fitlife.tv is our website where we post our videos. And if you want the the green juice, you can, um, you know, go to Organifi.com. And actually, I'm going to give them a coupon code with your name. Can I do that? Yeah, is that cool? Absolutely. We'll give them a discount with you. So just um, go to Organifi.com and use the code Ronnie, and we'll give you 20% off. And um, you can use the green juice. Let us know what you think. Email me what you think because I'd love to hear. Drew at FitLife.tv is my email address. And um, we'll just completely uh, help the community. You know, I, th- I think we've dropped a lot of knowledge here in this one. You may need to listen to it again to really get it. And, um, hopefully it hits you 
and it sinks in. But your health, your nutrition, your self-worth, all of that is so fundamentally important. And it's something that not enough people are focused on. But if we can start moving the momentum in the way of you treating yourself and really loving who you are through the power of plants and juicing, then the rest of your life will start to transform as well. So thank you so much for having me on, Ronnie. I really appreciate it. Mm, my pleasure. And thank you for coming on. And um, yeah, this was an incredible conversation. Thank you so much. And Likewise, for, brother. Yeah. And for everyone else listening, thank all of you, as always, for tuning in to another episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show with our special guest, Drew Cannoli. Um, you know, these are just incredible interviews, incredible conversations and explorations into different aspects of consciousness and uh, health strategies and things that you can really take on in your life. And the beauty about these podcasts is that you can listen to them over and over and over until, like Drew said, that you get it until it clicks. And then above all else, that thing that resonates with you, take action on and implement it into your life. So with that said, thank you so much. And we will tune in on the next episode. Aloha.